Hey GP learners, do you want to know how to examine a patient through video consultation, particularly if you're looking at their muscles and joints? Well, in this episode, I'm going to show you exactly how you can do that, particularly the lower part of the body. So let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. If this is the first time we're meeting, I'm Dr. Gandalf for EGP Learning, where I look at supporting you, technology enhanced primary care and learning. So in this episode, I'm going to give you my tips and tricks of how to examine various different joints of the body, particularly on the lower half, and show you how you can make this process easy for you and your patients. Make sure you subscribe, love it if you do, but let's get straight into it, shall we? So the first thing to say is many of the tips I've got in this video are based on validated tests, and these have just been adapted for doing these through a video consultation route. It's important to remember that. Additionally, when it comes to organising this with the patient, make sure you've explained to them what's going to happen. And I tend to suggest to them that actually when it comes to doing the video consultation, to have them suitably exposed. So if this is converting from an online or a telephone consultation into a video consultation, simply to say to them, look, if I'm going to be examining your leg, I kind of need you to be in either shorts or at least have the ability to move effectively. So arranging that beforehand will save you time and make it more comfortable for the patient. Additionally, if you are doing a video consultation, it's important to remember that the patient is likely going to be doing this on their phone. And as a result of that, for them to move and fully assess them, you will need them to either place the phone in a place that is easy for them to move with or have somebody else to hold it for them so they can do the movements. It's quite interesting at the moment, many people are using TikTok as a method of communication and looking at loads of videos on that and even creating their own videos. So sometimes suggesting that to them as a method of how to do it kind of works sometimes. If you're not sure what TikTok is, nah, I'm not gonna do it, so don't worry. But check it out if you want to. It's important to remember that when we come to MSK examinations of patients, it basically follows the monikers of look, move, and feel. I'll get the patient to feel for you. And no matter which part of the body you're looking at, there's some areas that when it comes to inspection, so looking at the areas, that are universal. So particularly when talking about joints and muscles, looking for wasting of the muscles, looking for inflammation or swelling of the joints, looking for obvious deformities, looking for breaks in the skin, erythema, nodules, plaques, various other things as well. So make sure you keep an eye out for those. I'm not gonna cover those for individual joints. First up, we're gonna start with the spine. So I have actually covered the neck in one of our earlier videos that shows you how to do the upper part of the body. So I'm not gonna cover that in this episode. But if you wanna check that out, there's a link to it probably coming up right here. Or it's definitely in the show notes if you wanna have a look at that. One of the main benefits I've got of doing a video consultation about back pain is that I can get the patient to show me exactly where the back pain is coming from. This is invaluable. Trying to get them to do this through online consultation or through a telephone consultation sometimes it just doesn't have the richness of the information that you need to make an effective clinical assessment. And specifically being able to see the patient and actually seeing them do the movements to get you into place to see where they're in pain actually can be really useful and valuable. Additionally, you can easily ask them to show you their range of movement. So whether it comes down to things like flexion of the spine, extension, and lateral flexion, as well as rotation. And worth checking them for things like thoracic problems as well. So the best way to do that is to get the patient to sit down. So I'm going to show you right now. As the patient sit down, hands on their shoulders and simply turn, but keeping their legs straight. 
and do the same the other way. And clearly, if that elicits pain, then it's suggestive that there may be thoracic vertebrae problems that's causing the issue. Now, many concerns when it comes to back pain is about things like sciatica and particularly nerve root compression. So can you do those kind of tests through a video consultation? Well, I'm not sure, if I'm being honest. There are clearly validated tests, but trying to explain this to the patient to do without you there present sometimes can be quite challenging, as many of these also require the clinician to hyperextend parts of the body in order to make it effective. However, there are certain maneuvers you can ask the patient to do that may give you information about their capabilities from certain nerve groups. So for example, you can ask the patient to squat like this. And if they can do that, it probably suggests that L3, L4 is okay. You can ask them to stand on their heels like that. And that will suggest that L4 and L5 is probably okay. And then you can ask them to stand on their tiptoes, which will suggest that L5 and S1 is probably okay if they can do that. Additionally, if they are complaining of pain down one particular leg, one thing I ask the patient to often do is to stand on the affected leg and see if they can actually bear the weight. If they can, that's relatively reassuring for me. Clearly, this you have to base in the symptoms that they're presenting with. Another part is about asking about S2 sensation. It's a bit easier to show patients if you're asking about specific parts of the body that may or may not be numb. One of the benefits of being able to see the patient is that you can do a gait analysis. So that's checking for things like obviously Trendelenburg, waddling gaits or antalgic gaits and various other parts, watching them how they do heel strikes, lift their legs, etc. So definitely take advantage of that because that can help you narrow down where you need to focus your potential examination if it's a general leg pain, for example. Next up, we move into the hip. So again, asking the patient first to show you where the pain is coming from can be really valuable information. Often I have patients concerned that it's their hip joint that's the problem, and yet they're pointing to the side. And the really useful thing with that is patient education, because obviously the hip joint is here, not here. Hip pain, however, can be felt in various other places. And that's what then leads on to things like range of movement checks. So for example, looking at flexion of the hip, extension of the hip, abduction, adduction, and rotation. Well, worthwhile asking the patient to hold on to something as they do it, and then simply flex at the knee, and then internally rotate, and externally rotate. And yes, I've got awful hip external rotation, as you can probably tell. But getting the patient to show you how well they can do those movements can give you useful information if you're looking at assessing them through a video consultation or telemedicine route. But can you do any of the hip tests through a video consultation route? I'll be honest, it is possible, but I wouldn't really recommend trying to do so. Many of these are quite challenging and I've struggled to explain these to patients in trying to do them in the past. So I must admit, I tend not to do them nowadays. I use the clinical information I've got, the visible signs, and I use that information to help my clinical reasoning to help guide the patient to what we need to do for them. Next up, we're gonna have a look at the knee. So the knee, again, is a really interesting joint to examine through video consultation routes, and mainly because you get the patient to show you where the problem is. You won't believe the number of times I've had to spend so long on a phone trying to figure out where the knee pain is actually coming from with patients. Alternately, just getting on a video consultation and asking them to show me has been so much more richer in information. You can see obvious swellings or deformities, and often the patients find it much more appreciative than trying to deal with these consultations over the phone. Are there any tests you can do on the knee? 
Well, again, it's a bit tricky because a lot of the tests require clinician involvement. So things like Lachman's, the anterior draw test, for example, they require a clinician to apply pressure at particular points. So trying to do those, I'll be honest, may be difficult. However, a couple of things you could ask the patient to do. So if they're able to, ask them to stand on the affected leg to see if they're able to do that. That can give you a good idea of the pain levels that the patient's experiencing and the stability of the knee joint. Important to remember though, that does also take into account stability of the hip and the ankle joint as well. So bear that in mind. A more useful test, and slightly comical for the person who may be holding the phone for the patient, is asking them to do the duck walk. So I do this quite often, both in my clinical room and through video consultations when I'm assessing patients. And this is to see if there is any significant internal knee pathology. Simply get the patient to squat and take a couple of steps. And as a result of that, if they're able to do that, it suggests there's highly likely no significant pathology into the knee. It's possible, again, take into account the clinical information the patient has given you but that would reassure me there's unlikely any significant damage to the knee joint itself. And don't forget, you can actually do most of the Ottawa knee checks through a video consultation. So age over 55, where well, you've got that information. You can ask the patient to feel the patella bone and see if there's isolated patella tenderness. You can show the patient where to press to look for fibular head tenderness. And through the video consultation route, you can assess whether or not they can flex the knee to 90 degrees, and if this is a new issue or not, but also then take four simple steps, which is the inability to stand and walk as part of the Ottawa guidelines. And based on that information, you can assess whether or not this patient may need an X-ray or not by the Ottawa guidance. So that's examining the knee. So finally, we've got the ankle and the foot. A quick little test that you can do is the Simmons draw test, and this is trying to isolate if this patient has either tendon issues or if it's joint issues with the ankle and particularly if you're concerned about a rupture in the tendon itself. Simply you ask the patient to kneel on a chair and then ask them to squeeze the calf to see if it moves. I tend to recommend that somebody else does this for the patient and show me as they're doing it with the phone so I can see if they've done it appropriately and then also to see the reaction of the ankle itself. Again, this is an examination you need to take with an element of versatility when it comes to how well the patient can do it. When it comes to the ankle and the foot, again, the patient being able to show you exactly where the problem is invaluable. But other quick little tests, are they possible? Well, there is one that I tend to find quite useful, and this is looking at stability issues within the ankle ligaments. And that's simply to ask the patient to stand on the affected leg and they may need to use something to keep them stable as they do this, and then simply bend the knee, and then seeing how long they can do that without any support. As you can see, I'm not lasting very long. Fortunately, I've got issues with my ankle tendons, so as a result of that, I don't have the greatest stability. A new issue like that with a patient, or a significant one, may require further support, and at the very least, potentially a physiotherapy assessment. Additionally, the Ottawa guidelines for the ankle can also be easily assessed through a video consultation because you can actually ask the patient to palpate in the areas where you would normally check for. So that's the posterior six centimeters of either the medial or the lateral malleolar region, and then assessing that with their inability to walk after the injury or for a short while afterwards, and that's typically four steps. And if you look at the foot region, 
showing them where to press to elicit if there's pain either at the navicular or the base of the fifth metatarsal. Again, with that instability issue of walking, if they're a factor, then that may suggest that they require an x-ray in order to assess their joint more effectively. If you need clinical decision aids to help you make some of these decisions, check out MDCalc, which I've previously done some information on, and it's got loads of these calculators that show you the risk scores and stuff as well. And that is how you examine the lower limb joints and muscles through video consultation. So EGP learners, I hope you found that useful review of how to do various different types of examinations, particularly the lower part of the body through a telemedicine or video consultation route. If you do have any comments or questions, feel free to contact me on whichever platform you prefer. I'm available on all of them. Definitely subscribe. Make sure you leave a review as well. I love to read them. And if you want to leave a comment about your favorite part of this, definitely let me know, especially if you've got some extra tips that I've missed out. Would love to include those in a later video. And as always, at EGP Learning, we're here to help save you and your patients time by tech enhancing your primary care and learning. And I'll catch you in the next episode.